Hi guys, it's Martin Nock. I am a certified step family coach and I'm going to be doing a podcast on house rules and consequences today. Before before I begin, I just want to say thank you to everyone who downloaded my last podcast, which was based on having my partner on uh, Dawn Quest. We did a, um, a, a really, really good podcast about what life is like as a biological parent within a step family. Um, I've had a lot of downloads on it and it was a fascinating um, interview with Dawn. Um, so I'm going to do one today on, like I said, the households and consequences. Okay, so why? What, what, why do we have to have households or, or why should we have households rules within our, our step family and consequences as well? If we're all really honest, as children or kids, teenagers, we all misbehaved, all of us. So, you know, we all tried it on, all tried to get away with what we could get away with. Um, and, you know, children, teenagers, adults, we, we're all, it's all natural to, to push boundaries. Um, and what the households do, they, they, they show the children and adults where the boundaries are. So it's basically instilling something that the children can follow. It's giving them an idea of um, a guideline um, and a limit to where they can go but not cross. Um, it's basically to clarify what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. And the, these households are not just for children. So um, if you're going to do them, which I would highly recommend you do, you need to involve the whole of your family. So that means um, brothers and sisters that live with you if they're older, mums and dads, you know, yourself. Adults should be... Um, following all the house rules that the children do. Um, obviously don't set any house rules that adults can't follow, like everyone has to be in bed by 7pm. 7, 7 you know, you've got to be creating house rules that, that suit your family and suit your values. Um, one of the main reasons as well is, is to prepare your children for the outside world. So when they go to school, um, when they go to their workplace, they're going to follow rules you know schools schools are full of rules and by creating them at home um it, it prepares them for the outside world world it prepares them to you know go out and experience what they have to do and that someone says to them right you've got to be here at a certain time like they have to sign in for register at nine o'clock oh well, that's okay because I, I do rules at home so that's completely fine if they're not used to it it can sometimes extend a little bit and Maybe they're like, oh, God, I've got to be there by seven or, you know, it, it just it just kind of gives them an idea of where they should be, at what time, in what place. And it just it creates a structure when they get older and start going out to work. You know, if children go out of the house with, with, without having or experiencing, should I say, um, certain rules, certain times, certain boundaries that they can and can't cross. They're going to struggle at work because they're not going to be used to, right, you've got to be at work for nine, your break is 10.30, your lunch is one o'clock, and then you can go home at five, you know? So if they've got structure at home, it will prepare them much better for school and definitely, definitely much better for the workplace. Um, so let me just go back to the adults. Just want, just want to approach this a little bit. When you're creating house rules, um, as parents... Or, or caregivers or, or you know um, step parents you, you you have to set set the boundaries but you have to show by example so you know if you've got a rule 
where everyone in the family is having, say, like no devices at the mealtime when you have your dinner. If you're then um, on your phone at the meal table and, it, and the child sees you, I guarantee you they're going to be very, very confused. One, because you've broken a rule, but two, does that then give them permission to say, well, mum did it or dad did it or, 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 or mine did it. So if it's right for them, it's right for me. So you have to follow by example or lead by example, should I say, to show the children what they should and shouldn't be doing. Um, when you go to create these rules, one of the biggest things I can recommend, and I have had experience of this as well, talk about what your family needs. So every family is different. Every family has different needs, different values. Um, people work at different times. Uh, you might have more children. You might have one child. So it's got to work for your family. So there's no, there's no real concrete way of doing it. So talk about your rules with your family. Agree it as a family as well. Now, this is really crucial. Involve your children, okay? Um, especially if they're, they're little as well. You know, children love being involved in things that they have to follow. So maybe you have a family meeting about it. Explain what the rules are. Well, I'll go through that with you in a minute. You know, why you're setting the rules, why you're creating them, why everyone in the family will benefit from them. So it's not, don't make it... Um, like like school you know you have to be here you have to do this you have to make it a fun thing and when you get children especially youngsters involved with making rules and consequences they absolutely love it and you could ask them why don't you make up a rule you know to little johnny johnny you make up a rule and a consequence but it's got to be something that you know is obviously um mum and dad are okay with so make sure that you're happy with it but the more invested they are in this the more that they're, they're, they're likely to follow it but that goes back to you guys setting an example as well. If they give you a rule that you agree and it's okay, if you break it, you have to follow the consequence that the child gives. Okay, make it a fun thing. Don't make it like a like a, a regimental thing. Um, once you've created these rules, I'll give you some examples in a minute of some rules, but once you've created them and you've all agreed on them, give reasons why the rules are in place. So, you know, don't just do random ones. Say, well, the reason... I want you off your phone by 10 o'clock or, you know, again, it depends on what age your children are. The reason I want you off your phone at 10 o'clock is because I want you fresh next day for school or, you know, whatever you've got going on next day. So give a reason for it. Don't just don't just make the rule and, and, and not enforce it with something or give it a reason. Um, once you've done these rules, OK, and you've all agreed on them, make sure they're pinned or stuck somewhere where everyone can see them. I've experienced it before where we've made, we've created rules and we put them up and, and, and the children will be, oh, no, I didn't see it or I, I couldn't read it or didn't know where it was. So if you've got little ones, make sure they can actually read where it is and make sure they're clear on what they're being asked to do. You know, you've got to clarify what the, what the, what the rule is and what the consequence is. So everyone knows exactly and very clearly on what they're going to be doing. Okay. I'm just going to give you some ideas. So, Households are really down to you as parents. They're really up to you guys what you want to do. There's nothing set in stone. Um, you know, you may have certain issues at your house that you want addressing um, sooner than other issues. So, um, you know, if you've got a teenager that's always out and, and, and is always late, always breaks your curfew, that's probably going to be your number one rule and your number one consequence, which I'll come to the consequences later. So tailor them to suit you guys, okay? But I'll read you a few out. So things like no hurting, keep hands and feet to yourself, 
um, no interrupting, wait for your turn to speak, ask permission to borrow other people's things, no yelling or shouting, no put downs or name calling, knock on doors, respect everyone's privacy, pick up after yourself, always tell the truth, so no lying. So a lot of these rules or some of these rules are tailored to, to, for, for certain age groups, like things like knock on people's doors. The teenagers will really appreciate that, you know. It's nothing worse than someone bowling into your room. And um, when you're a teenager, you know, you, your room is your privacy. It's your, it's your it's your castle, it's your home, you know. You, you wouldn't want someone bowling through your front door. You ask them to knock or ring the bell. So this is a good one for if you've got teenagers and young children. Make sure the youngsters know they shouldn't be bowling through um, brother or sister's room without knocking. You should have the respect, knock, wait to be asked to come in, then you can go in. Um, and then there's general ones, you know, no hurting, keep hands and feet to yourself, tell the truth, pick up after yourself. So all these are just examples of what you want to do. Make sure they're specific, okay? You may need to adjust them, all right? So if you've got young children and you set the rules, a year later you might have to be a bit flexible. You might have to adjust them a little bit with their ages. Um, you know, if you've got certain rules um, for like a 10-year-old child, when they start approaching 12 and 13, that they're going to change <laughs> so you're probably going to come across more challenging things that you need to think right okay he or she doesn't do that anymore so we need to make a different rule so we'll, we'll, we'll delete that one and we'll bring this new one in to suit their age group that's completely fine remember that nothing is, is set in stone um you know if you've got a rule that maybe isn't working maybe change it you know, rename it or maybe be, be, you know shift it a little bit do whatever works for you Okay, I want to get on to consequences. So, probably one of the biggest things I would say is, um, and I'm quite good at this to be fair, and I've been told that I'm probably a bit too, too this way, but stay consistent, okay? Um, people say that I'm sometimes too consistent, but you have to stay consistent. As soon as you start waning a little bit, and you know, one of your children come out and say, oh, do I have to do this or do I have to be in bed by seven? I just, I just want to watch the end of my film. It finishes at 10 past seven. If you then give them that extra 10 minutes, I guarantee the next night it'll be an extra 20 minutes. Then it'd be an extra half an hour. And as soon as you turn around and say, um, oh, no, 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 that was only last night, you kind of open yourself up to um, them, well, them, the children, just, just, taking that little bit extra yeah but last night you gave me until 10 past 7 why can't I have until 10 past 7 tonight you have to stay consistent with your times okay um you know teenagers is a great one. Oh, can I come home at half past 10 no the agreed time was 10 yeah but my friend's staying out until half past 10 well, I'm sorry our time is 10 o'clock as soon as you shift on it you, you, you're going to regret it okay um and follow through with consequences so again this is a really big one there, there's no point in setting your house rules, okay, and then not following through the consequences. So, um, you know, if if your if your teenager borrows the car, obviously because they've got a license, if they borrow your car, and you say, well, I want you back by ten o'clock, please, because I need the car for half past ten, and they're not back until twenty past ten, that's not okay. Okay, you agreed for them to borrow your car, but you agreed that they would be back by ten o'clock. So now you've probably had to change your day a little bit because your teenagers bought their car back so the next i'd be like well next time you want to borrow the car i'm going to say no because you didn't bring it back on, on on time last time 
you have to be very very strict and very consistent with with the consequences they work together the house rules and consequences work together if you're you know if you're repeating your 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 consequences over and over again but you're not actually enforcing the consequence um so you know if you're getting back chat from your teenager and um you know you you, you keep saying to your teenager right if you keep talking to me like that um there's going to be trouble and then they do it again well if you, if you keep talking like that i'm not going to do blah blah, blah and they do it again all you're doing is training your daughter or your son to basically back chat is okay you're training them to say i can back chat you three or four times and you won't do anything i i, I can get away with that so you're training them and allowing them to back chat you the first time they back chat you if it's part of your rule and you stated that there's no more back chat i'm not taking it anymore you're going to get one chance unless you back chat me Blah, blah, blah happens. You have to follow it through. You're then training your child to turn around and think, hang on a minute, if I back chat mum now, she's going to take um, my phone away or she's going to stop me going out at the weekend. Or if it's younger, I'll take my toy away or take my TV time away. You're training your child then to know they can't push you and push you and push you and push you. That's the idea of the consequences. Stay consistent with it. Follow through with it as well. And you, you basically... It's a funny one, but you kind of build your credibility um, by staying consistent. And your child will know that you mean business, which is it's not a harsh thing. It's just a, it's going to make your life a lot easier. OK, so definitely, definitely stay consistent. OK, setting consequences. OK, this is a good one. This is really important as well. When when you set a house rule, if a house rule is broken for any reason, make sure you link your consequence to the house rule. So Go back to what I said that, you know, let's say your child took your car out, your child, your teenager took your car out and they bought it back late. The last thing, you, you know, you're going to do is say, right, OK, so there's going to be no chocolate for the rest of the day. It doesn't link to what they did. If you link it to, right, next time you ask me to borrow the car, I'm going to say no because you bought it back late. Or you say, yes, you can have it, but you can only have it for an hour rather than two hours. So link your consequence to the house rule that's been broken. OK. Um, I've just written down an example there, but I've just told you it, so that's fine. Different ages will need different consequences. This is really crucial as well. Um, I mean, you probably will know as parents that, you know, when you've got toddlers or school-aged children or teenagers, um, they're all different. You know, they're, they're probably going to have certain things that they, they, they kind of wind you up about or um, push your buttons about or cross your boundaries, push your boundaries. But the way that you... Um, enforce your consequences with the different age groups is really important as well. So let's take, for example, like toddlers. So, you know, you, uh, well, I'd assume a to toddler probably hasn't got a phone. So a lot of teenagers, the older ones, you take the phone away. It's probably at the moment the, the biggest thing you can do is like, oh, my God, it's my life. It's my world. Toddlers have things like timeout zones. Um, obviously, make sure wherever you sit your toddler down, make sure it's a safe environment. You can see them, make sure, you know, they're OK. You know, some people talk about a naughty step or um, I spoke to one um, client a long time ago. She had proper seat. So you go, you go sit in your naughty seat and you just sit there until you thought about what you've done. So you can have whatever you want. As long as it's a good, safe environment, it's completely fine. Um, take away a toy. So maybe a favourite toy. Um, maybe go to bed early. You know, maybe no bedtime story. So you're linking in, you know, the household to the child's age. When you start getting to things like school age, um, it changes a little bit. So maybe 
yeah, the consequence will be less time on devices, um, lose time with friends, um, possibly earlier to bed you could use as well. So again, it links to what their age is. Teenagers, okay, so I've had quite a lot of experience in teenagers. I know, you know, not always, or not always done the right things. This is how I'm learning. This is why I'm here talking to you guys to try and help you guys out from my mistakes. Um, so teenagers, there's a multitude of things. So lose their phone, not allowed to go out, extra chores, um, can't can't use the car if they're driving. You know, there's quite a lot of things, but again, suit it to um, what they really like. That's the idea of it. Now I've put adults question mark. Okay, so I'm going to go back to if you guys or you know maybe you've got children, adult children that actually live with you, they're part of it as well. You guys are part of it. So if you have broken an agreed rule, um, I'm not going to set anything. I'm not going to set any any consequences for you guys. You set them yourself. Uh, maybe your children set them, and they hold you to account for them. So yeah, maybe the kids do it. Maybe the kids give you consequences. Um, so I'll leave that one with you guys. Now also as well with consequences, a really, really crucial part of this is focus on the good as well. So, you know, you may have um, these house rules, which are, which are important. You've got these consequences, which are important as well. But make sure it's done in a fun way. Make sure it's it, it, good behaviours rewarded. So, you know, if you do decide to um, give an extra chore to one of your children, um, because they haven't done something or they haven't done a chore that you've asked them to do or they're late home, etc. Maybe turn around and say, I'm going to give you an extra chore today because you didn't do blah, 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 blah. But I'm happy to give you £5 to do it as well because it's going to really, really help me out. Their eyes are, eyes are probably lit up. Oh, okay, that's quite cool. Um, then you've got to be a little bit careful of this. Make sure that you don't keep paying them because if you do that, they're going to be thinking, well, if I keep breaking these, I'm going to get money out of this. So you've got to have a balance between rewarding in a small way, but not, you know, not allowing them to break the rules and then be rewarded for something extra that you've asked them to do. So that's a bit of a learning curve as well. Um, but, you know, always offer rewards for good behaviour. The kind of thing it does, it kind of helps to motivate. So it kind of helps to motivate the children to follow rules and what chores and eventually the idea is you want them doing the house rules themselves without you going behind them and saying come on Johnny you got to do blah 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 today or come on you're late you know they should the idea is to make them actually do it themselves so you're not chasing behind them all the time so that's quite a lot on consequences which is you know it goes hand in hand with the house rules so what I want to do is just conclude just give you a bit of a conclusion about um what I've done so far. Um, so good households. So what's the idea of them? They're basically going to teach discipline. They're going to give your children structure. You know, maybe times of doing certain things, working around their schoolwork or going out with friends, etc. So it's about structure as well. And that will um, be used for the rest of their lives. You know, it teaches us all respect, um, the need for contributing at home and participating within your family. So probably it might even give you more time with your children, more time within your family working together as well. That you know there may be some households that you potentially could do together. Um, and they basically teach boundaries and helps to you know teach order and responsibility. Um, you know, so the idea of being responsible for your chore or being responsible for back home at a certain time should eventually fall on their shoulders. Trying to create too many rules. Um, if you, if you, I've done this, okay, I've definitely, definitely done this. If you have a list of rules um, that are quite endless, 
um, and you stick them up on your fridge and you're all chuffed about what you've done and yeah, I've got my rules and I've got my consequences and we're all good to go. When it starts working, when it actually starts becoming um, um, relevant and it comes live, if you like, you look at it and think, how much are you going to enforce all those rules? There's so many rules and it can become quite overwhelming. So especially with little ones, make them, I make only a few rules, but make them very clear. Same with teenagers. If you give them a whole host of rules, it's going to become overwhelming and you'll find it very hard to um, try and keep track of what they're doing as well. So start off with a few and then add a few if you need to or take away a few if you need to. Um, talk about staying consistent, but have fun, creating rules and consequences, involving everyone so everyone is invested. Um, I appreciate you listening today and I just wanted to say just a couple of words on, on the reason I'm doing this. This is only my second podcast, but it, it's so crucial that, um, you know, you guys are step-parents are helped. The, the step-parent world is unbelievably difficult. It's a minefield. And things like what I've done today, the house rules and the consequences, you, try it, give it a go, be flexible with it. You know, it might completely change the, the mood in your house or the chaotic house you might have. It takes time, it doesn't happen overnight, okay? So you can't pin it on your fridge and the next day go, well, it's not working. You have to give it time, stay consistent, get your partner or your older children as well to invest in all of it, younger children to invest in all of it and make it fun. But the idea of these podcasts is to help you guys. So, you know, please keep listening. And also I'm gonna give you my website in a minute. If there's any podcast you would particularly like to hear, or to listen to, please feel free to message me because this isn't about just me offering you my experiences. It's about trying to help you guys. So I hope it helped today. Try it. Um, I tell you a really good way as well is sometimes online you can get um, a house rules and consequences chart. So if you Google it, you'll sometimes get a printout that you can, if you don't want to make your own one, and you can download um, an actual chart where you can just put right in your house rules and, and consequences the other side. Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening to me. Um, my name is Martin Locke, being your host today. If you need any help with actually creating the rules yourself, or you want my help with creating your own rules and consequences, visit my website, which is www.martinlockcoaching.com. Okay, and I do a free 30-minute consultation. Um, you know, and if there's anything else in your step-parenting life you need help with, contact me. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, listen out for other podcasts that I'm going to be doing as well. Enjoy the rest of your day.